Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's Sports Daily. It's Albrock. It's Caster. Chad Chambers producing for us. Welcome in to a Friday edition. Always a ton of fun. Uh, we can get you on the IHOP hotline as best we can at 869-1240. Excuse me. Uh, right there at the top, of course. Uh, we'll get that in the IHOP hotline brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy four new sweet and savory biscuit options. Uh, so get ready for that. We'll have some giveaways today. We'll give away movie tickets. We'll give away hockey tickets. We'll give away some HTO. Voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, joins us in our next segment. And we'll get the up-to-the-minute status of Will Howard, most notably, and some of the other key injuries and what we expect this weekend against UCF. Interested to get sort of a, a scouting report on the Knights in that game against K-State. So we'll talk about that. We've got Paul Savage joining us for hour number two. We'll make our picks. Uh, We'll go through and preview the weekend a little bit with college football, with the NFL through those picks. Looking forward to it. Glad to be here. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, Happy Friday, Tommy, as we're here. It's time for another football weekend. Got it kicked off last night. I love how things change from week to week. Last week, I wasn't super excited about the college football slate, but I was really ready for NFL. This weekend, it's different. Big-time college matchups that I'm really excited about. And then the NFL is kind of meh. Like, I'm not super into the lineup this weekend for NFL, but, man, I'm ready to go for tomorrow. Yeah, I I think I agree with that. I think I agree with that. Um, You you know, I'm always excited about the NFL weekend, but it is a little lighter on the slate of games that interest us. Uh, But, you know, I I sort of watch everything in the NFL, and I watched everything last night. Well, I I watched the game as much as I could last night. Weeknights are tough. Thursday night football, uh, the Giants sort of hung around, even though they probably shouldn't have. The Niners end up with a big margin of victory. What's interesting there, Tommy, is I, you know, I flip it on and bounce around to, you know, uh, just headlines and everything. All right, after that win last night against the Giants, the Niners are the team to beat in the NFC. Like, okay. Well, they may have already been, but like, if we're trying to compare apples to apples, 
the Cowboys beat the Giants 40 to nothing when they had Saquon Barkley. So, like, I don't, I mean, that's a, it's almost like lazy. Like, how, how do you figure that? Like, what make, what about that makes them all of a sudden any better than what you already thought they were? That's what we expected well, yeah. last night. And, you know, of course, the Niners have played, you know, what, the Steelers, the Rams, and now the Giants. So it's not like they're playing right. world beaters to start off the season. You know, so, they, of course, they're 3-0, and 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 we've said it before. You are what your record says you are. Uh, but, I mean, I'm, I'm not ready yet to say that they are the team to beat in the NFC. I think they're clearly a contender. I think they're one of the best teams in the conference. But I'm not sure that I'm ready to say they are the team to beat in the NFC. Yeah, I don't know, because you, I think that the Cowboys will have something to say about that. They had a just catastrophic practice injury yesterday. Trevon Diggs tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Uh, so that's brutal for the Cowboys. Um, yeah. it, it's uh, it, and, and, you know, the Niners didn't have Ayuk last night, who I, I feel like has been just a massive, massive um piece of that offense and they still look good and I think the Eagles I don't know how you don't think the Eagles have something to say about that right like they're they've you know almost feels like they've stumbled out of the gates but have won a couple of games um so you know it's it's a little too early for that I probably already thought that the Niners were that coming in they've looked the most complete I think Brock Purdy now has answered that, yes, the end of last year was for real. Like, that's who he is, and it's Mm -hmm. seemingly perfect for this offense. And we'll, you know, we'll continue to watch him and, you know, Big 12 alumni. That's kind of cool and all that stuff. But, yeah, the Niners look good. The NFC probably looks a little better than we might have thought because the Cowboys look so for real. The Giants, I, I mean, I... I kind of had this with the Giants. I just didn't buy it. And I don't know if it's that I don't buy Daniel Jones completely. I think it's more of that just like everything went right for them last year. When that happens in the NFL, typically the law of averages comes into play, right? If if everything goes right for you, then except for the Chargers where nothing goes right. The Chargers are like the exception to this rule. They they can't ever get anything to go right for them. Uh, But, you know, it's. It's it's a weird year in the NFL through just a couple of weeks here, Tommy. And it, last night was not a weird night. Last night went like exactly how you thought it would go, right? Big game from yeah. Debo Samuel, big game from Christian McCaffrey. Their defense looked good, and the Giants' offense struggled. That's exactly what we thought would happen. And by the way, Christian McCaffrey should be an auto bet every single time you open up a, a sportsbook app. I mean, he has Jeez. scored in 12 straight games. Uh, so, I mean, an anytime touchdown from Christian McCaffrey is basically as close to a lock as you can get. Uh, and I, I saw a stat, which is kind of funny, and I'm not sure which sports book tweeted it out. But I, I did see that if you were to take $100 at the very first game that Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown in this streak of 12 straight games, and you rolled that $100 over each week and just bet a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown, you'd have like $78,000 right now. Uh, which, you know, who's going to actually take that money and roll it over and just do the same thing every single week? So I don't think anybody's done that. But that just shows you how consistent he's actually been. Uh, so, I mean, that's obviously impressive. 12 straight games for him. I felt like Brock Purdy had a really nice game, and especially without having Brandon Ayuk, you know, he went to George Kittle a lot. He went to Debo Samuel a lot. Um, You know, the offense has so many weapons, and then you add in what that defense can do with, you know, Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and and Hargrave and and all of them. Uh, I saw a video of, I don't know if you saw this, of Daniel Jones and and a close-up on his face and his eyes. 
trying to read the 49ers defense and just his eyes darting from one side of the field to the other because of all the different looks that the 49ers defense can show you. uh, I mean, it, it tells you how good this 49ers team is from top to bottom. They're clearly a contender. That being said, though, I was fairly impressed by the Giants because, I mean, they hung in there until the fourth quarter. Uh, and so I don't know they're, how they're clear- they did. I don't know they, how they, they did either, but they did without Saquon Barkley. They were being dominated in time of possession and yards and all of this stuff. I, I, I couldn't figure that out last night. I mean, they weren't even close. The score was close. And it was funny listening to Al Michaels like, yeah, we didn't think it'd be this close by this point. And. Right, you know, and he's you know just so brutally honest and his honest and his age and wisdom. And he's like, I can't just sort of talking about some of that stuff. I mean, they were outgained three to one, Tommy. Like at San Francisco outgained them three to one and held the ball basically the entire game. That's that why, game by the way, big point spreads in the NFL. Like right. I can't do it because the Giants were absolutely. I mean, they got destroyed last night, and it was. Fairly tight to the end. Is the outcome of the game any different if Saquon is able to play, if he's healthy? I, mean, I don't you know, think considering, so, no. I mean, well, I mean, to your point, though, considering that even though the Giants were outgained and, and all of that and, you know, time of possession and all those different things, the margin up until the fourth quarter was within a touchdown. So does that change with Saquon Barkley? Do the Giants have to play from behind, you know, like they were? I don't know. I mean, I'm not suggesting that with Saquon, the Giants would have won the game. But, man, I think it might have been even more interesting than it ended up being. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. San Francisco, I think, could bottle up Saquon Barkley. And I don't think Saquon Barkley – he he's as probably close to – I mean, who are the most critical running backs to the offense being what it needs to be? He'd be – he wouldn't Derrick Henry, maybe like Christian McCaffrey, certainly. Um, so maybe, yeah, Eckler could probably be. is on that list. Yeah, I mean, they we don't know if he'll be back for the Chargers this weekend either. Um, so Christian McCaffrey, I'm glad you brought him up. We always talk about running backs. Like how how could you ever watch that offense and say running backs are never worth the big contracts? Like, San Francisco absolutely made the right decision to be aggressive and bring him in there. If he was in a free agent situation, like, whatever, two years ago or whenever he got his deal, and you're saying, like, it's so naive to just blindly say it's never worth it. Watch what Nick Chubb meant to the Browns the rest of the way, right? Like, watch how much that affects them. Look at how much, you know, Brees Hall being gone affected the, the Jets last year. I, I it, McCaffrey is critical to this thing. Do like the the Niners identify guys better than anybody. Anybody. Well, they knew I, Brock I Purdy was a fit for this offense. They knew Christian McCaffrey was a fit for this offense. Debo Samuel has a skill set that they've utilized. Nobody else would have done that with Debo Samuel. If the Niners are able to buck the trend with Christian McCaffrey, I mean that's going to be remarkable. Considering I saw a graphic on screen last night during Thursday Night Football of the starting running backs of the last five Super Bowl teams. You know, you're talking Isaiah Pacheco. You're talking Damian Williams the last time the Chiefs won. Ronald Jones for the Bucks, And then Sony Sony Michelle twice with the Rams and the Eagles. Those were the starting running backs for the last five Super Bowl champions. I get it. I I understand. But that doesn't mean Christian Christian McCaffrey is not awesome. That's what I'm saying is that he can can be the one to buck that trend if the Niners are able to get over the hump. 
there was a time in the NFL that that same trend was happening with wide receivers, and it's like it's more coincidental than anything. It doesn't make Christian McCaffrey not an awesome player and critical to what they do. It just means there's more than one way to skin a cat. No offense to cats. Uh, but, you know, that's it's just the way it is in the NFL. Like, you can do it lots of different ways. And the yeah. thing with Pacheco is, yeah, he's ne- – but you don't you, – you, you couldn't have watched Chiefs games last year and not said Isaiah Pacheco was critical to them doing sure. what they needed to do. Without a doubt. And I know that it you know, comes down to those guys are not highly paid, highly sought after running backs. I mentioned sure. Sony Michelle. It's an asset allocation thing. Uh, yeah, I, I not said all running the, backs said, are Christian McCaffrey or Nick. I Chubb said the Eagles. Or, I said the Eagles. I meant the Patriots. So, Sony Michelle, yeah. those two years, Rams and Patriots. But I mean, still, like we're not talking about highly paid, highly like big time pedigree yeah. running backs here. It's a copycat league, and it, it's fine. I mean, running backs always have bad. They're just hard to. I think the problem is they're hard to pay because they get hurt so often. But they get hurt so often because teams lean on them so hard, and that's the paradox that exists with running back position. All right, let's come back. Speaking of running backs, Treshawn Ward going to play for K-State tomorrow. We'll get the latest on that. Will Howard, everything with the Cats, the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, joins us next on Sports Daily. Radio home for K-State Athletics, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on Kansas State. Let's go now to the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. All right, welcome in and welcome in K-State fans. Wyatt Thompson joining us here for a weekly visit on KFH, the home of K-State Athletics this year. Wyatt, how are you this morning? I'm great. How about you, buddy? You good? Oh, man. It it. We're ready. This is a, Start a Big 12 play. How could you not be ready? Cats better exactly. be ready after a loss in Missouri, right? Like it, Coach Kleiman says it best. Don't let Missouri beat you twice. But you know, seemingly that loss means nothing. Everything else now means everything for the Cats. Perfectly said, in my opinion. Um, these conference games are really what you prepare for. Not that I wouldn't have liked to have won in Columbia. And I think uh, K-State had chances, but... As Coach mentioned afterwards, it was about some missed opportunities and just not getting it done. This will be a very entertaining game, I think, just because of what UCF is and how they play. You've got the scenario with K-State being a little bit dinged up so and trying to bounce back. So lots of things on the table for this one as we start league play. Wyatt, what's the, uh, the biggest thing in your mind for the Wildcats to bounce back from that game against Mizzou. You mentioned the missed opportunities and, you know, the the game really didn't play out, I think, the way that Chris Kleiman would have wanted it to as far as just the game script from start to finish. So what's the biggest thing in your mind as you go from last week's loss into the Big 12 home opener to for the Wildcats to be able to bounce back? I think there are probably three things, honestly, that I would point to. One, I think, is this is kind of a little combination answer, I suppose, but how did they process the loss to Mizzou? And have they, with that, moved their focus quickly enough and quality-wise enough to, to win this week? Last year in a championship year, they were pretty good when they stumbled and bouncing back the next week. So I would start with that. Secondarily, you're looking at replacing your your main guy on the defensive side with the loss of Daniel Green at middle linebacker. 
I think Austin Moore will do all of the defensive calls, which is great because he's been around here a long time and, and is a really, really good football player and very smart. But you're basically losing a, a terrific talent and replacing him with a guy who can also play but has only three games of experience as opposed to the 52 that Daniel had. That's, that's number two. And then thirdly, can Will Howard go? And if not, how does K-State handle that? Um, we know what Avery is, and I think, you know, he's probably okay and ready to do this if, if called upon. Would you prefer to have both guys? Absolutely. So that's kind of where it's at in my mind. If you missed the news yesterday uh, for the listeners, Colin Klein all but assured us that you know Will Howard is, in fact, a question still. But if he can't go, it is Avery Johnson, the Mays product. It made me wonder, Wyatt, as we wait on the status of Will Howard, it, it sort of feels like either way Avery's going to be a part of this game plan. Um, is that the indication you get, whether he starts or not, they're going to need him? Oh, for sure. And, and I think, in all honesty, I think it's probably going to be that way for the rest of the, for the, rest of the season. I think they've really... <laughs> Again, let me let me emphasize this. They, all things being equal, you would like to have your number one guy, and because of his experience and his toughness and all of those kind of things. But I think they're also comfortable with using Avery um, in in any situation. You know, a lot of people have asked about you know their use of Avery last week uh, and not letting him throw it. Um, I'm, I'm just going to come clean here and tell you that. I felt like after talking with the coaches prior to the game and during the week that they were going to use Avery in that way. It was just part of the game plan. That will not be the case this week. If he's in the game, he's going to be chucking it around and throwing it. Okay. Everybody feel better about that? Yeah. And I (laughs) I think that that really why I think that that was, that's my next question is when you've got Avery Johnson and you've got to lean on him as the QB one, does the game plan change? We know the athleticism that Avery Johnson brings, and we know that you know when they brought him in as kind of a change of pace guy, you know, to show a different wrinkle in that offense. That's one thing. But when he's leading the offense, does that change with Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein as far as the plays they call? Yeah, I'd be lying if I said no, because it's it's going to change a little bit. And and I think what I would add to that is is that. Again, you're looking at a guy with a lot of experience uh, in, in Will Howard as opposed to a guy with, with three games under his belt or two games actually under his belt for Avery. But I don't think it's dummied down, so to speak, like it would be with a like when Will Howard was a freshman. Does that make sense at all? And, yeah. and we've talked about Avery enough that I think your listeners probably have a pretty good sense of one, how gifted he is, but even more than that, how far he has come along and, and as quickly as he has in just processing all of the things that go into, you know, handling game situations um, and, and all of the things that you have to do to be a quarterback at this level. He, he's just ahead of, of most people. It's, it's what it is. So I really think that you have to, you know, pare it down a little bit and play – make the calls that probably fit him maybe more so than maybe something that would will would be comfortable with but i Wyatt Thompson. What, so what does that mean percentage wise are you taking 
20 or 30 percent out of out of play. I'm not sure which which is the right answer there, but it'll be it'll be not quite the whole plate that Will would have, certainly. White Thompson, voice of the Wildcats, joining us here on K-State. Want to get your scout on UCF in just a second, White. But I also want to get your perspective as somebody who spent a lot of time with these players, Daniel Green specifically. Uh, I would imagine, and just based on, you know, sort of the emotion of Chris Kleiman and the locker room, I, I can't imagine there are very many players that have had a bigger impact on Kleiman just because the amount of time they've spent together, really the entire time Kleiman's been there. What What do you think yeah. – he means to that program and what you know what did they lose off the field well that's a spectacular question from my perspective because coach if you if you watched and or listened to his press conference on tuesday at 12 30 <clears throat> pardon me i think if you saw it you saw his face and the hurt in his face if you listened you heard in his voice the hurt of losing Daniel. And as he talked about, it's much more than just losing a really good football player. It's just what he means to everybody. I've been telling this, this story this week in a lot of interviews that I've done, whether it's Orlando, Florida, or somewhere in Kansas or Colorado or wherever it might be. He gets hurt Saturday, comes into the complex on Sunday with a torn pec muscle that as it turns out, he's going to have surgery on the, the following Monday morning. And he's in there trying to lift the spirits of the other guys saying, hey, this is going to be okay. It's going to be different. I'm going to have a different role, but it's going to be all right. Let, let's go. Well, I don't know what that says to you guys, but, but I think it says everything you need to know about Daniel Green and what he cares about. And I'm not saying he doesn't care at all about Daniel Green's numbers or, or those kind of things, but he's all about team first. And he has just been a model teammate and friend to these guys. I don't want to be too, you know, sappy about it, but, but reality is reality. I mean, he is one of the biggest pieces of this football team in the story. Wyatt, I've been talking about this on the program all week about the game coming up against UCF. And I feel like there is a tremendous opportunity for UCF here because it is their first conference game as a member of the Big 12. Uh, they've got an opportunity, and I think that, that most people would think that out of the four newcomers in the Big 12, they're probably the ones that you know everybody thought was the best out of the four. They've got an opportunity to come into Manhattan and knock off the defending Big 12 champs who are coming off of a loss at Missouri. So just a tremendous opportunity for Gus Malzahn's crew this is something that, you know, you, you look forward to if you're UCF because of everything I just laid out there. So yep. in, in your mind, you know, the Wildcats, they've not only do they have to bounce back, but they've got to deal with a, a program in UCF that's got a lot of motivation to come in and make a big time statement in the Big 12. Does that seem accurate? You hit, you hit it out of the ballpark. A- absolutely. And, and think about it from this perspective. <laughs> This is just cutting to the chase as, as quickly as I can possibly do it here. They've been waiting for tomorrow night for two years, and they are so excited. I can't even begin to describe for you the excitement level they have of joining the league and selling themselves as a Power 5 program in that state and in that area and the opportunity that lies in front of them tomorrow night here. Is it the end of the world if they don't win? No, 
but if they would happen to pull it off and and the scenario that you laid out there um wow what a beginning it would be right i mean storybook like that they really have a good football team are they beatable sure but they're going to bring it with all they've got and we're going to get their best shot pretty much promise that (laughs) oh there's no yeah there's no question so what is their best shot i guess Wyatt. that's you know that's what i want to know i look i haven't really watched them yet um i've just Mm -hmm. sort of followed along i know they got a big win and a tough place to go in boise so you know what do they present to the wildcats this weekend that you know fans should be concerned with well, I, I, let's start with the offense. I think you have to when you talk about Gus Melzahn's football because think about it like this. The perception of them is that they just chuck it all over the yard. The reality of it is is they want to use the whole 100 yards of the field, but they also want to use the width of the field too and get you so spread out and run the ball. That's one thing that I will say that needs to be stressed here. They want to run the ball. And the reason they do is because it sets up everything else that they do. Play action, brickery. Uh, they will run a boatload of gadget plays under normal circumstances. Uh, they play fast. They, they would like to get to the point where they're running a play every 12, 13, 14 seconds and run about 90 plays. What you have to do is keep them off the, <laughs> off the field and on the sidelines some to avoid that. But also you're going to have to defend them too. Um, the real key here are two things. They're going to start a quarterback here who's a transfer and a redshirt sophomore as opposed to John Rice Plumley, and that's big. Timmy McLean is that quarterback. He's left-handed. He played well last week at home against Villanova after a little bit of shaky nerves at the beginning. Can you imagine what he'll be like in front of this crowd tomorrow night? We'll see how he handles that. The other factor for me is, is that they're kind of somewhat rebuilding their offensive line. They have not been tested in that area, in my personal opinion, in their first three games like they will be tomorrow night. doesn't mean they can't compete. I don't mean it that way. But it's going to be a little bit of a, a different gig uh, going up against, you know, Khalid Duke and some of those kind of guys, as they say, Amalo, as opposed to what they've seen in Boise, uh, Kent State, and last week against Villanova. I, I just think they're a team that plays really fast and really hard, uh, honestly, on both sides of the ball. Uh, but th- this will be a real test for them, no doubt. What about defensively, Wyatt? Are, are they built defensively to be able to, you know, maintain K-State? I assume K-State will probably need to lean into the pass just a little bit. Treshawn Ward, we think, is out, right? Is that still the case, Treshawn Ward, doubtful for I this one? I think they feel like he's he's pretty much doubtful. Uh, I, I would be really surprised, honestly, if, if he goes, yeah. I think here's what I would say that they are defensively a little bit unknown um, based on competition. And again, I'm not ripping who they played necessarily, but let's be honest. It's a step up to come here and play this K-State team. Um, I think they've got good quality players. They've got a really good defensive end in Josh Soloskar, Lee Hunter up front really good player and they've got a guy on the edge Tremont Morris Brash who has 19 and a half career sacks um, got another linebacker by the name of Jason Johnson who is all over the place I think their corners are decent I think this is probably going back to what you said a moment ago of the four of them being the most big 12 ready everybody's talked about that since 
Big 12 media days in Dallas. And I haven't seen everybody else or studied everybody else like I have this group, but I, I, I think there's some legitimacy to it. Uh, this will be a challenging game, but I think it's a winnable game, but you've got to go get it done. Absolutely. All right. Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Wildcats, joining us. You'll hear the game starting pregame coverage at 5 o'clock here on KFH. What do you guys have on the broadcast leading up to kick time that folks can be excited about? I always appreciate you guys asking about that because we'll visit with Gene Taylor a little bit, the athletic director. We've also got player interviews this week, a couple of them I'm excited about. Uh, Desmond Purnell uh, is one of our player interviews this week, and Des is making that transition in his second year going from safety to, to the Sam linebacker spot, and he's really done a good job. Nice personality, young man, and I, I think fans will like that. The other guy I talked to this week is Hayden Gillum, our starting center. And kind of getting some perspective from him on, you know, last week, what K-State can be, um, you know, the challenges, you know, that, that are in front of them this year, trying to repeat as champions. Uh, so I would, I would look for that. And then, of course, you know, we'll visit with both coordinators and Coach Kleiman and get everybody set for what should be a really fun ball game. We're looking forward to it. You'll always get all that coverage on Saturdays. Uh, Cat fans here on KFH, the new home of Wildcat Athletics. Wyatt, have a good call. Let's do it again next week. And, uh, man, we'll be breaking down a Big 12 game. I cannot wait. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Thanks so much for the opportunity, guys. Good talking to you. You too. There goes Wyatt Thompson. If you missed any of that, if you joined in late, you'll be able to find it for free on the Odyssey app, kfhradio.com. Jad will get that up online after uh, we get off the air. Oh, I, I love those visits because nobody knows it like he knows it for the Cats. Always such good perspective. Let's come back. We can digest some of that. We'll uh, continue to look ahead. We've got picks coming top of the hour, a giveaway to get to as well in the next segment. It's Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you here on a Friday, getting ready for the weekend. TGIF, we'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
go deeper on all things in the NFL with the In the Huddle podcast hosted by Brian Baldinger, Jason LaCamfora, and Carl Dukes. Uh, most recently, the Jets. Do they have faith in Zach Wilson? Uh, you can also find an episode on the top rookies that have turned heads. Download In the Huddle on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into Sports Daily, uh, which you can also get free on the Odyssey app. Just uh, download that, search Sports Daily, uh, search KFH. That's where you can hear K-State Wildcats football. It's where you can hear NFL game calls through Westwood One. Uh, it is an awesome sports uh, you know, tool in the tool belt to get that Odyssey app because we've got so much coming for you on that thing. Uh, welcome back in here. Our thanks to Wyatt Thompson breaking down this weekend's game. Uh, that's something you can go find in the app after we get off the air today, and you can hear that game. Again, pregame coverage of the Cats begins at 5 o'clock on KFH. Uh, let's get a giveaway going here, Tommy. It is almost hockey season. We've got the Wichita Thunders home opener next month. Goodness gracious. What is that, October 22nd, Tommy? Uh, October 20th, yeah. We're, 20th, we're less than right. a month away. So it's a Friday night in Trust Bank Arena. The Thunder kick off their season uh, against the Kansas City Mavericks. As we're getting closer uh, to the season, I mean, we ought to try to get uh, maybe Coach Bruce Ramsey on the show. For uh, sure. You know, there, there's a handful of other people that we can talk to getting ready for the season. So hockey fans, here's your chance to get into that game for free on us. Thunder, Mavericks, the season opener at Trust Bank Arena, the home opener. Uh, October 20th, we'll give away a pair of tickets right now, and we'll throw in a couple of free iced tea cards to HTO, uh, which you can use at either the East Wichita location, the West Wichita location, or now in Derby, which just opened up. Uh, They're coming up on their first week here, first full week of being open. So any of the locations there, more than 25 flavors of iced tea, you're going to get the new fall flavor launching tomorrow Uh, which I think people will be really excited about. So two free hockey tickets, two free iced tea cards to our first caller right now on the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. Jad will get us a winner there. Uh, Tommy, It's we're coming down the home stretch here of Major League Baseball. The Royals get a series with the Astros here. And it's, you know, I don't know, been three or four years since I will be rooting for the Royals as hard as I will because I need the Astros. So in the American League wild card, if you haven't been paying attention, and I get it, Royals fans, not a lot of reason to pay attention to that wild card race right now, but they could have a huge impact on it and take down everyone's sworn enemy, the Astros. The Astros, the Rangers, and the Mariners are all separated by a half game in the AL West race. And then those three teams, along with Toronto, are separated by a half game in the race for the American League wild card. So basically, three of those four teams are going to get in, and they're all separated by a half game. This is fantastic. It's stressful. Uh, but Royals, Astros, will have a massive impact on this. Could you? I mean, here we go. Like, for yeah. real, I'm not I'm even saying this because I'm a Rangers fan. That's part of the reason, but... Like, if you're the Royals and you haven't had a lot of meaningful games, they will have a direct impact potentially on the playoffs depending on what happens in this series with the Astros. There's only about seven or so games left in the season. There's about, I think, nine to ten, actually, depending on where it falls. But it's a big weekend for the Royals. Yeah, you know, if the Royals went out, by the way, they can finish with 60 wins. You know, so I think that that's kind of a little bit of a milestone that would be helpful for them a little bit. Uh, But in in all seriousness, though, they get to play spoiler. And, you know, I think that that 
uh, that opportunity for them, it's not going to be lost on them for sure. You know, if I'm you, and I know that you're a Rangers fan, if I'm you, I feel okay about where the Rangers stand right now because you can still win the division and you can still get a wild card spot. Like, it's not one or the other. You could also miss both. You could, but I think the odds of you getting at least one of those is probably fairly good, right? Mm. It's Here's what makes it really difficult is they play six games against the Mariners in these final, I think, nine or ten. Six games directly against the Mariners. Now, they could split that 3-3, okay? But if that swings heavily in one way or the other, that I mean, that's what makes it difficult, I think, if you're the Rangers or the Mariners versus the Astros or the Blue Jays, is that you got six head-to-head. So, yeah, it's right there for you. But, man, if they if they don't play well in those games, it's going to kill them. Like, they've got to at least be able to split that, I think, to go back to your point of, you know, the chances are good. The, the Blue Jays, I think, play the Rays a bunch and the Yankees, so their schedule's not uh, great. The Astros have the easiest schedule by far uh, as far as wins and losses go of these teams, but the Royals can spoil that. Ken points out to us that Bobby Witt just needs one more home run to get to closing in on that 30 uh, home run, 50 stolen base club. You know what's interesting is everybody's talking about Acuna, rightfully so. Sure. Bobby Witt Jr. is, like, right there. Like, if Shohei Otani, Tommy, isn't a thing, and he's still going to win the MVP, I'm I'm pretty sure, Bobby Witt Jr., I, he may get vote. Like, where will he finish in the MVP race this year? Well, he'll be top five, probably, I, think, I would imagine, crazy, in the MVP. Though? Look, I I love Bobby Wood Jr. just as much as anybody else, but but you can't say that Bobby Wood Jr. is right there with Ronald Acuna. Acuna, no, 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 is going to finish more than likely forty seventy, which has never happened. Let me let me rephrase that. Like he's doing, if if Acuna wasn't doing what he's doing, yeah, right with with a forty seven thirty fifty. We'd be losing our minds about 30, Can 50 Can we talk about that for a second, though? And I know I'm a Braves fan through and through. 40 home runs, 70 it's stolen ridiculous. bases. Like, he's right there. He's, he needs one homer for 40, and then, you know, he needs, I think, two more stolen bases to get to 70. It's unheard of. And then, oh, by the way, his teammate, Matt Olson, hit his 53rd home run of the season last night, and... Olsen's not going to win the MVP. Like it's going to be Acuna or probably Mookie Betts, like one of those two. Uh, and Olsen, all he's doing is hitting 53 home runs in the season. It's it's incredible the way that this Braves offense is playing. And I've read a bunch of articles and you know listened to different podcasts about people discussing whether or not this Braves offense is the best offense of all time. So I'm looking at you know total WAR on fan graphs. Gets a little confused. Did you know? Tommy, that Mookie Betts has a higher total war despite all this sure. than Ronald Acuna yeah. does? I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Bobby Witt That's Jr., by the, the way, there is ranked the 11th. Going to be tough. Okay. Yeah, 11th. So in the American League, he'd be only by war behind Shohei, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Corey Seager, and Marcus Simeon for the Rangers. Uh, you want to talk about remarkable things that you might have missed that have happened this season? Tommy, Corey Seager is the has the second highest uh, sorry third highest war slightly behind Julio Rodriguez in the American League and he has at least 100 fewer at bats than all of these guys. He's missed 40 games and he's probably going to lead the league in doubles. Corey Seager has been incredible this year. Like 
would be, you know, again, you got to remove if Shohei's not there. He'd, he'd be the leader in the clubhouse for the for the MVP. And I don't think a lot of people realize how good he's been because he did miss so many games. I mean, he's been out of his mind this year. Uh, so, but to the original point, I mean, Bobby Witt Jr. is right there with all those guys. And he's young and he's coming into it. And this is what we all expected from Bobby Witt Jr., hoped for from Bobby Witt Jr. And man, I just think back and laugh at how people considered they should trade Bobby Witt Jr. Like, it's crazy. He is doing, and he was then, and we we told you, there's a lot of unluckiness in his early season. He was ripping the ball. It just was going right at guys. And that stuff usually works itself out. Think about if what Bobby Witt Jr. is doing right now, if he had done at the beginning of the season, I'm not sure that the Royals' fortunes would have changed all that much, but that value would be even higher by the trade deadline. I'm not suggesting that the Royals would have entertained trading him, but there probably would have been more offers for him. I'm sure that there probably were already, but it might have been advantageous to the Royals for Bobby Witt Jr. to have kind of a slow start to the season. So then, you know, you get past the trade deadline. You don't even entertain the idea of moving him the value isn't quite where you would want it to be anyway. And then you get an opportunity for him to really kind of blossom towards the second half, I would, of, second I would half di- of the season. I would dismiss that thought as craziness if I didn't hear Piccolo say everybody's available. I mean, they yeah. were thinking about right. it. They were thinking sure. about it. Sure. And if he had done yeah. what he was doing now back then, you know, and, and have a really like hot start to the season, it might have been a different scenario entirely. Oh, my God. Like, I, I can't even imagine how idiotic that would have been. Like, burn it down had they done that. And he goes on to do what he's doing right now somewhere else. Like, I, I thankfully, we didn't get to that point. Bob, if they ever trade Bobby Witt Jr., it needs to be because they have zero chance of this mega contract to get him and because he only has, like, two years left on his deal. Like, anytime, anything other than that scenario is ludicrous. I mean, I, you know, it's it's just not even fathomable. And if they get to that point, that will mean, Tommy, that they're still rebuilding in, I don't know, about three or four years. That will not be a good situation. Right. They need to be building around him and making sure he's a royal for life. That needs to be the goal with Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, humble brag, by the way, Tommy. A fantasy baseball team, which is I get to keep these guys. I have Otani, Betts, J-Rod, and Bobby Witt Jr. Wow. Like forever, if I want them huh. forever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been, I'm locked into a fantasy baseball semifinal right now going for a four-peat, which is unheard of in this league. We've been playing it for like 20 years. My team is really bad. It's not a dynasty league. Um, it's, it's bad enough that I've almost kind of ignored it. Like when football season started, I've kind of like stopped sending a lineup just because I'm not going to win anything. It's disappointing. I do have Acuna. He's been great. But other than that, I've got nobody else. Uh, Daniel, by the way, will be seeing that Thunder home opener and enjoying some HTO on us here at Sports Daily. Congratulations there. Paul Savage jumps in after this. We've got picks. We've got high school football to talk about with Catch Kansas executive producer Matt Henderson. That's all coming up in our second hour of Sports Daily.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.